Need a powerful ally to fight daily bugs and serious pathogens? Allicin Med is the powerful universal pathogen killer's latest advance of German-sourced Allicin, enzymatically stabilized to clear the body of bacteria, fungi, mycobacteria, and parasites. It penetrates body biofilms and is non-toxic to tissues. Pathogen resistance cannot develop for long-term body-optimized wellness. Clear stealth pathogens that promote autoimmune disease, cancer and vascular inflammation and plaque and promote healing of tissues. Now pathogen-free. With 200 milligrams more power than prior Alamed, you can't get a more powerful ally to fight daily bugs and serious pathogens. Give your body what it needs. Allison Med. Order Dr. Bill Deagle's Nutridyne at 888-212-8871 or Nutramedical.com. That's 1-888-212-8871 or Nutramedical.com. And listen to the Nutramedical Report on the Genesis Radio Network with open lines every weekday. Nutramedical.com, bringing nutrition and medicine together. This program is brought to you by the Genesis Communications Network, a world leader in talk radio since 1998. Visit GCNlive.com today. And we're back with Lowell Ponte, one of my uh, favorite co-hosts. Lowell, of course, is a major author who's been working many years over geopolitical and financial issues. He was a science writer for Reader's Digest. He's got some amazing articles here to talk about, three major ones. The first one, uh, two articles he sent today were the last failed weekend of protests was Antifa. Uh, the second article, the title of it is, of course, a little bit more uh, of two systems called Taxing America's Future and Yours. I'm sure that has something to do with the tax plan that they plan on doing. Uh, and uh, then we have the article dealing with China and the fact we have a reverse opium ward where the Chinese are shipping in illegal super fentanyl to America to destroy the young people. Uh, and the number of people that are stuck on these opioid-type drugs is amazing. Lowell, I'd like to start off with your top article, first one, Taxing America's Future and Yours, uh, because the taxing is, is, the, is the biggest issue. And then we're going to get down to the failed Antifa thing, and I think... Uh, uh, it really failed for a number of reasons, and you're quite sarcastic and humorous in your seven-point plan, but I'll leave it up to you to kind of, I won't steal your thunder. Uh, let's talk about the tax thing, because to me it looks like, uh, and I saw uh, one of the pundits on uh, Fox News this morning, Fox and Friends, and although the economy has come back quite a bit from Donald Trump, the highest rate tax rate, people don't realize that the, 90% of the taxes paid for the top uh, 10% is the actual people that are considered wealthy. The people that have enough money to actually make new businesses and do things are the people that are relatively wealthy. So if you don't lower their tax while you're trying to lower corporate rates, I don't see how you're going to really build the economy. But apparently there's some kind of a rule in the Senate that if you don't keep it revenue neutral, I can't do more than $1.5 trillion over 10 years tax relief. Uh, you can't get it, so they actually, in a sense, are, although they're lowering the so-called marginal rates, they're taking away deductions, so the actual taxes for the top people is going to go up. And um, although a lot of the supporters of Donald Trump in the middle and upper classes will benefit from this, the people that have the money to actually make new corporate uh, jobs and businesses, except for the transnational super corporations that are going to bring in 
trillions of dollars by extremely low tax rates, I think the, the relatively wealthy are going to be hit. Well, the super wealthy are going to make all off like bandits and the average middle class because they, they, just say they can only give so many of the peaches out of the peach basket, I would say, from Georgia. There's, there, there's this little push-pull going on, including the loss of the state deduction tax in high states where there's lots of Republicans, like in New Jersey, and they're not happy about this. I personally understand that because I live in California. I call Comufornia. So after communism, it's not California, it's California. And uh, we're hit with amazingly high taxes here in California. It's ridiculous. Oh, indeed. And where most states would have a sales tax or an income tax, California has both. Yeah. Uh, but, but as the old saying goes, when you're putting together an agreement like this tax policy measure, the devil is hidden in the details. Right. And the deeper people look into the details, the more frightening it becomes. For example, the Wall Street Journal has just reported that they, their analysis of the document the Congress is now playing with right. uh, turned up a bubble bracket tax rate of 45.6%. Right. In other that's words, the one, uh, one I was referring to that's going to lose their, I think, one to one million to one and a half million uh, tax bracket are going to get hit with the loss of deduction, so it's going to nail them with, even though the marginal rate hasn't gone up, their actual taxes are going to leap, aren't they? Well, actually, when you factor in what they're losing, they could be paying up to 60% of their income in a state like New Jersey or California. Wow. Under this new tax, 60%. That is 60 cents out of every dollar. That's or $60 dollars out of every And these dollar. are the very people, by the way, who have the dispensable money to actually open new stores, start new businesses, invest with their own money and we're taking it away from them and I'm thinking well yeah you're going to put more $4,000 more in the hands of the average middle class person but if there's not a person that actually can set up a new factory or business or open a store how can this expand the economy so I think that the idea they think it's going to get, uh, grow the economy like Stuart Varney who's on the uh, Fox News this morning I agree with him I think that this is, uh, is uh, hypocrisy that they think it's going to expand the economy up to 4 plus percent when it's going to get some tax breaks to some people and repeat money, so it's going to help growth of, say, the stock market. But the actual growth of new businesses and so on, it's not going to grow as much as they said. It's a lie, isn't it? No. Well, if it's taking even more money from these people, you have to remember there are two terms that are used. The left refers to people having money as wealth. Right. As if you're out buying jewels and furs with it. Uh, the more realistic capitalist term is capital. Right. Money is green energy. This is what they use to start new companies. This is what they use to hire more workers. And this is what the government is taking away. Uh, in fact... Well, why know, do they think they're going to slide this through and that people can actually get their calculator out, like the Wall Street Journal and calculate it and say, hey, you guys say this is a big tax thing and Donald Trump is trying to be a wonderful salesman of this. But it's, it's, it's a pig and a poke, isn't it? Well, the Republican response was first, oh, there's nothing like this. Then when they were caught, they said, oh, well, of course it's there, hidden in the fine print. But it only affects 6 million people out of a 320 million person country. So forget about it. It's a but it's the 6 million that actually have enough money to make new factories and jobs. Uh, yeah, if you really want to grow the economy... And I don't know. I know our taxes and my taxes 
when we try to uh, to struggle along and build our business and expand it, we're in being nailed to death from California and federal taxes. It's crazy. And the rules here about employees, especially if you an employee leaves, because we had one recently, uh, the, the, the rules are crazy here compared to adjacent states like Arizona and Nevada. It's no wonder a lot of companies are just left and say, I love living in California, but, man, I'm gone. This state is, is so burdensome, it's ridiculous. Well, that's because they think the rich are basically to be done away with. I don't know how they plan to uh, to keep getting those golden eggs when they uh, keep killing well, the beast that yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, that's where I refer to Bernie Sanders. I know the young people are so you know dense that they voted for Bernie Sanders Claus, I call him. And they don't realize that Bernie can promise the sky, but he doesn't even have a saw to cut the sky up and take pieces out of it. So, you know, Bernie is full of, full of it. Just like the socialist countries like in Russia, uh, during the starvation, most of the food was actually small little micro farms that the farmer owned their own land. And the big massive farms run by the government, most of the food that people ate actually was from the, the farmer's micro crops. He could eat it just to his home. You could get in the black market in Russia. So... You know, I will pretend to work, and they'll pretend to pay me. Was a common statement in Soviet Russia, and you know, I, yeah, and I don't really think it's a heck of a lot better in China. For every job they have, there's nine people qualified for that job in China. They have an economy that's overbloated because of the predatory practices that have been agreed upon. This is why we have seven hundred billion dollars trade deficit per year with China. Uh, Ninety, was it seventy-three, seventy. Uh, I think $73 billion, billion with uh, Japan and $30 billion with South Korea. So altogether, we're talking close to a trillion dollars of trade deficit per year with just three countries in Asia that he's visiting. It's like, wow. I mean, this is not just bad trade deals. These are stupid, suicidal trade deals. Of course, interestingly, the countries that the president has chosen to visit, and I think particularly the Philippines, Japan, and Vietnam, these are three countries whose islands either have been stolen or are on the verge of being stolen by communist China. Right. Which makes it uh, very interesting that he has brought a three-carrier war group into the region. Uh, a three-carrier group is enough to win World War II well, if it's over. Exactly. Now, the thing is that since the mid-90s, we've had the START II treaty, we actually got rid of what's called intermediate-range nuclear missiles, so we haven't been building them. Since the early 1990s, we basically, this is one of the reasons why the uranium-1 is such an evil uh, monster and how it's going to consume not only Hillary Clinton, the witch, wicked witch of the West, Podesta, Obama, and all the other monsters involved, and the rhino Republicans that supported it, too, because some of these things have been going on for decades. Decades. We'll talk about it in a minute. But let's get more into the tax stuff and then get into the other things about the failed Antifa riots. Geez, too bad their riot didn't work, eh? Back in a moment. And welcome back. Um, Lowell, the... Uh, the situation in America is dire. Um, I, I don't think when you actually look at the truth, one of the things I find quite remarkable is that a lot of people make it harm and attacks against the messenger because they don't want to hear the message. Uh, the message is the message, whether we're saying it or it's just in print or video or whatever, it's just the truth. You mentioned in your article here, which of course references a bigger article talking about 38% of Americans 
are adult Americans, 92 million are already prescribed opioids. More than half of the fatal drug overdoses, 64,000 in 2016, more than, uh, than the total U.S. deaths in the entire Vietnam War, involved black market opioids imported mostly from China. Uh, now, let me just lay this all out. China's building a series of, of forward-planned, uh, weaponized uh, pseudo-islands all the way out to the Philippines because they know that there's lots of oil out there. They want to control the primary most busy trade route on the planet. They're actually trying to actually even push against our military over there uh, and uh, warning us not to go into their airspace. Uh, the Chinese are really asking for it, aren't they? And, of course, we have oh, Taiwan. Uh, I have contact. They've been staging mock bomber attacks on Guam. Right. They tell Korea not to do it, but China is doing it. Well, I think the first thing we need to do is we need to restart building our nuclear forces. And, and if they aren't in place, which I know from my sources it is, for example, I did my redo of my November 5th lecture after April 11th lecture on Fukushima Daiichi in the MOX Reactor 3 at Fukushima was making mixed oxygen fuel detonators for nuclear warheads. That's a fact. I know the nuclear technology, and I explained it very clearly exactly that that MOX reactor was many hundreds of thousands of more dangerous than the reactor number one and two, or four, or five, six, because it's a mixed oxygen fuel reactor that basically makes plutonium detonators for warheads. People need to start understanding that the TEPCO is just an umbrella company. All service companies are American, so they're letting that radiation still strike us. But allowing this massive influx, we talk about MS-13 and, uh, and uh, all these other gangs from you know Central America, but the Chinese are the biggest drug lords bringing these illegal drugs in, aren't they? Uh, oh, yeah, they're the main supplier of fentanyl and variations on it, like carfentanil. Um, carfentanil is so deadly that uh, a unit of it about the size of a poppy seed is easily able to kill a, uh, a person. In wow. fact, it, if it is in finely, finely powdered form, you could kill thousands of people with scarcely more uh, more carfentanil than that. The only place it's been used is as an elephant tranquilizer. Uh, it's never really been studied in detail in humans, but it's so deadly that if you were to get a young person and he just picked up a handful of it, just the exposure of it to his skin would be enough to kill him. Wow. I mean, this this is mean stuff. Well, 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 people have got Chinese are bringing into the U.S. I want people to understand this thing called the document. Again, remember, I like to reference uh, three levels of information. First layer is information that's in open media. You can see some articles on, say, Fox News or even see MSNBC, which sometimes they'll say things. Or you can find it on the Internet. Second layer is we call uh, highly referenced by people who have actually published in the open media, but it may be tucked away somewhere on Wikipedia or some other you know major conference that was done. The fact is the Chinese have made an open statement called uh, China 2025 where they plan to actually take over the world by that time, which is seven years from now. Uh, people don't get this, do they? The Chinese are marching. They think that they're going to use the Belt and Road, which I have... Uh, no, they, they don't. have uh, the new Silk Road and so on. But the, the important yeah. thing to appreciate about what I was saying a minute ago, don't think of fentanyl that they're bringing in as a drug. Think of it as chemical warfare. This right. stuff is literally a chemical warfare uh, weapon being unleashed on our culture. 
And wow. we've made it very easy because we get people already hooked on opioids. Then the prescription opioids are not enough because they need never-increasing dose of it to feel good uh, or to end pain. And where do they get that dose? They get it from the black market, which is cross-cut 50 ways to the middle of Chinese drugs. Right. So uh. voila, here we are. Now, to understand how deadly carfentanil can be, too, remember years ago when the in the early 2000s, I think, when the Soviets uh, had a group of people in a theater who were held hostage by a group of Chechen, Chechen terrorists, right. Muslim, Muslim terrorists. Uh, well, the Soviets poured a knockout gas into that theater. Part of the knockout gas was carfentanil. Oh, my. And almost everybody in the theater, the hostages and the terrorists, died from that gas. Wow. It's already been used as a weapon. And now it is being systematically used as a weapon against us. It's really a, a three-way win for China. They make money. They weaken us. And they get vengeance for the opium wars of the early and mid-1800s when mostly the British, but also some U.S. shipping interests, uh, brought uh, opium into China and devastated their culture. The British brought in the opium they were growing in India. We brought in opium from Turkey, and, carry, and ships from places like Baltimore carried it to, uh, to China and did much the same thing the British were doing. Now, the, 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 let's talk solutions to the, to the problem. The first the problem, I think, is the fee-for-service healthcare system where doctors want to curry more patients. So if you are you considered a, you know, a candy store for narcotics and you've got people that have minor pain or want to get off of disability uh, and you've got a, you know, a candy store attitude, when I do my pain thing, I do a toxicology test, and if they either didn't, if they came up positive for illegal drugs, they were knocked off their drugs. But it, it wasn't enough because the state board in Colorado had an aggressive approach that they would go after doctors even if we were sticking to the protocols. On the other hand, I think they need to get rid of fee-for-service. Doctors need to be paid a salary. So they're not dependent on uh, kissing butt to the patients. They just want to do the right thing for the patients. Pain patients, basically, you got to block their pain at the primary pain gates in their skin and their, uh, their target organs or at the neuroforaminal level. Giving narcotics to pain patients at the higher pain gates doesn't work. And we know that. The problem is it's a quick and dirty way for a doctor to write a script and get rid of the patient. They'll come back and the doctor can rebuild another fee. That's what the problem is. That's the first layer. The second layer is we, the, the police and all the people know them to metadata, just like they probably had metadata on this shooter down in Texas that shut up this church. Uh, mental illness. Uh, we're not talking about drug control. We're talking about mental illness control. If you've got somebody that's crazy, we need to know what the hell he's doing and if he has guns or other things. It's not people that kill. It's, it's not guns that kill people. It's crazy people that kill people. Even with scissors. You can kill a lot of people with scissors if you're a martial artist. <laughs> okay, so the problem uh, I see... Say of California, you have an interesting <laughs> twist on that, though. Yeah. Let's say that you just feel a little unstable one weekend, and you think, should I go down and seek help from my local mental health professional? Right. Now, the moment you do that, your name is given by your health professional to the California government... And within 24 hours, there will be a knock on your door. Right. Uh, you know, Mr. Smith, we understand that you have three firearms. You are now required to turn over because you saw help. If you were required to turn over what? Your guns? Your guns. Oh, my. 
And uh, you don't know that? Yeah. So, so the point is they've created this tremendous deterrent to seeking help. Oh, wow. In fact, Amazing. Have you checked your Google? Welcome back. Uh, I'm looking at this tax bill. The more you look at it, the more you get freaked out by it. Uh, sweeping tax overhaul of the House of Representatives, including November 2nd, would eliminate or scale back some of the biggest incentives for home buying in federal law, wrote Russell Berman in the Atlantic. Uh, cut in half the limit on deducting mortgage interest, car cap property tax deductibility, repeal the tax deduction for moving expenses, and force more people to pay taxes and profits made from selling a home. Wow. This is a monster, isn't it? Oh, it is. And understand that owning a home was the very heart of the American dream. It's right. what made you a property owner. You may not own a mansion like the guy up on the hill, but you own your own castle, as it were. A man's home is his castle in, in British and American law. And... So, when they say they're going to make it more difficult for you to own a home, that means we're going to force a lot more people to become renters, to become transients, in other words. I mean, this is not Germany where people don't really care as much about owning a home. Owning a home was the very heart of what being an American was all about. Right. A home was, the, was your store of saving. I mean, to a baby boomer like me, the assumption was house prices just keep going up. They will keep going up forever. Any money you put into a home, you'll be able to cash in when you become old. And then suddenly, came 2008, 2009, the government had been giving, or I should say had been forcing banks to give uh, mortgages to millions of people who were not credit worthy. House prices had been inflated through the sky. You remember the TV ads that would say, get 125% of your home's value in a loan today. I mean, think about what that implied. And then mm -hmm. when we suddenly had the, the housing crash, when that bubble suddenly came to earth, uh, the house that you'd taken out a 125% mortgage on was now underwater. You had right, no so in other words, the young person buying a home now is ridiculous is what you're saying. Uh, well, they, they've created a great penalty on it. If this gets passed. I, I think if they actually dissect it and pull it apart, I don't know how the Republicans think they're going to get to the 2018 elections. And now Nancy Pelosi, as nuts as she is, and she gets you know malapropisms and weird speech and so on, but she's not totally crazy. She's trying to shut people up because they think if they get enough seats in the Congress and Senate in 2018, they're going to start Article 25 impeachment proceedings against Donald Trump to destroy the last two years of his presidency. People don't get this, do they? They don't realize that if they destroy the Trump administration and their plans to fix things, and this tax bill is not a fix, is it? This is a mess. No, but let's remember on the other side, if they actually try and succeed to remove Trump by some gimmick, which is obviously invalid, like like invoking the 25th Amendment for someone who obviously isn't mentally ill. Right. Then 
you're going to have a revolution in this country. And it oh, yeah, it'll, yeah, and it'll it be a hot revolution, too. Okay. It will not come from the Republicans. It will come from the blue-collar, working-class Democrats who support Trump and who will see their votes being stolen, who will see themselves being utterly betrayed by an obvious trick, a legal sleight of hand, and that will make people extremely angry and violent. Right. Well, I see it, uh, and of course, we've already polarized America very badly during the Obama. It's all identity politics and tribalism, and he's destroyed not only the Democratic Party, but Trump uh, has basically swept in as a populist and destroyed the Republican Party, and they're angry because these old beasts literally ran the swamp, and they're not happy. The swamp well, monsters see, are not happy. Saying, there used to be an old saying here that political differences end at the water's edge. In other words, we may disagree as Republicans or Democrats with each other on domestic policy, but on foreign policy, on military policy, we basically think as one. And, of course, that was the essence after World War II of establishing the globalist vision. Now, Donald Trump has come along and said, globalism is destroying our freedom. Right. Globalism, and it's doing the same in Europe. That's why England left the European Union. Right. Um, here, the Theresa May, though, is trying to see if she can destroy the, the thing, because she's actually a fake prime minister. I mean, uh, you know, Theresa May is a phony, as far as I'm concerned. Well, she doesn't seem all that dedicated to carrying out the will that the people voted for. Right. Um, yeah. By the way, this last weekend, as you mentioned, uh, I have a column today out at AmericanThinker.com right. talking about the left's failed weekend, or I think as they say, the revolution. Yeah, let's get into that. Let's say the, what happened. Cause then I people mentioned was it actually... only because this is another facet of that jewel of the left trying to pump up anger and upset and... Uh, they were trying to mobilize people who would put tens of thousands of protesters into the street, create a political crisis in the country, and force the removal of Donald Trump from office, all by groups like the Marxist Refuse Fascism, or the Revolutionary Communist Party, or Antifa, or other Orwellian groups that say, we're for freedom because we're totalitarian. And yeah, isn't, that, isn't that crazy? It's so... Illogical. Maybe you have some very funny or sarcastic statements as to why it didn't work. By the way, the uh, group, uh, the Revolutionary Communist Party, idolizes Mao Zedong and Kim Jong Il. Oh my! Kim Jong Un. So, so they're not exactly what we would call rational in the West. I, I, I was thinking back, writing in this column. I had a friend in New York City where they have huge protests all the time by leftists, uh, much, much bigger than this little get-out-a-few-dozen-people-on-the-street protest on November 4th. But my friend liked to meet women, and to do it, he had a placard in his apartment, a placard that allowed him to go down and join any left-wing demonstration for any cause. And all the placard said was, shame, exclamation point. My, my, my. You can have joined right-wing protests with that. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. It sounds like the uh, anyway, Game of Thrones shame, pro shame naked marching of the, of the queen of uh, their main city. Sure, um, one, one person on the Internet uh, 
gave top reasons for the low protest turnout on November 4th. Would you like to hear them? Uh, yes, I think you should read the list, please. Mom said I had to be home before dinner. You notice most millennials still live at home with mom. Yeah, right. My unicorn is sick. Oh, my. The pepper, the pepper spray still burns from the last time. Mom threw out my ISIS mask. I didn't have any clean Hello Kitty panties to wear. Protesting is too much like work. And finally, I'm still waiting for Soros to pay me for the last protest. <laughs> well, he put $18 billion into his, his funds, so he's going to have the cash to pay off some of these morons. But the if they ever start... Yeah, go ahead. The moment that I heard this protest was about to happen, I began asking myself, what is it about the nights around November 4th, 5th, and 6th that would make for a great uh, occasion? Because, after all, the left is constantly trying to replace the statues it's ter tearing down yeah, of American yeah. heroes yeah, yeah. with monuments in time, like new holidays. Like well, isn't it near uh, Guy Fawkes Day in Britain? November 5th is indeed Guy Fawkes Day in Britain. Right. Remembering the guy who in 1605 staged a failed gunpowder plot to blow up the British Parliament. Right. The movie V for Vendetta was released exactly 400 years later in 2005 by the same folks that created The Matrix, and it depicts a future rebel in a Guy Fawkes mask who does succeed in bombing Parliament and thus inspires a popular uprising that overthrows a British neo-fascist government. Such, I said, are the wet dreams, or the wet common dreams. That's how people on the left speak of what's social. Of work is fascist. Amazing. Modern. But there's more. Wow. We're hearing the, I hear the bumper. When we come back, we're going to hear more from Joel Ponte. I can't believe... That we're actually hearing these things. It's so crazy, isn't it? It's a form of uh, public psychopathy to have Antifa and these other organizations. Now, why do you think they're running out of uh, people willing to do these stupid things? You have a good list there. But I think that it even goes beyond that. I see a total implosion of the psychology that the Democrats and the left are using against Donald Trump. I see them going for broke. And this would, I'm concerned about this tax bill because, to me, this is a, very, this is a poison pill to swallow. I think that temporarily they may see a small increase in the amount of dispensable income for the middle class, but they're not really going to have more money for the people who actually could build new factories and jobs. And uh, although they may repatriate money, if you have these giant barriers, uh, people even buying homes and doing and moving to places where jobs are, they're going to get hit with taxes. Sure. So, to me, it's this revenue-neutral lie that they do in, in the Senate to me, it's going to choke off any potential real benefits from a tax reform, isn't it? Well, they've had an extra billion trillion dollars to uh, give people temporarily. 
if the uh, Obamacare reform had happened. But since it didn't, they basically just have to move around the money that's there now. I think they have only a trillion and a half to spend over the next 10 years in order to comply with the voting procedures that they use in the Senate. Now, by the way, I, I don't want to say that the protesters who failed over the weekend are necessarily gone. For example, on November 7th, they have a major protest. It will be the 100th anniversary of the October Revolution, which actually in our calendar happened November 7th. That is the birthday, 100th birthday of the Soviet Union. Whoa. On November 8th, they are planning a national scream-in as people scream at the heavens. Yes, uh, I heard about that. In fact, test the, they, the, the first anniversary of Donald Trump's presidency. And, of course, they actually like doing these things. For example, do you realize that in our cultural calendar, we in the United States celebrate the birthday of Vladimir Lenin, the founder of the Soviet Union? Isn't that wild? Yes, April 22nd. Uh, 1970 was the day that the original founders of Earth Day insisted the first Earth Day be set and that it be celebrated on April 22nd every day thereafter. What was April 22nd, 1970? It was the 100th birthday of Vladimir Lenin. Nothing, uh, nothing better than worshipping Vlad as if he was an environmentalist, right? Yeah, they have moved heaven and earth not to change that, let that date be changed to something rational, like the uh, the third uh, weekend, the third Saturday, say, in April, or the uh, the spring equinox as uh, a natural day. That would have at least been educational. But no, they've tried to impose April 22nd, which really has no other meaning except the day the Clintons seized Elian Gonzalez and sent him back to Fidel Castro. Um, but that's that's the sort of thing they love imposing on all of us, and that's what they're really all about when it comes down to it. Now, I would beg that people be aware of history for another reason, and that is when Ronald Reagan had his great tax reform in 1986, they closed a lot of loopholes. For example, up until then, you could deduct credit costs on your credit cards whether they were business or not. You can't anymore, because that loophole was closed. Uh, and wow. a lot of us were saying, don't pay attention to their lowering the tax rates. They can be raised again in five minutes. Right. Pay attention to the fact that they're closing the loopholes. And that's right. what they're doing here. They're closing down all the deductions that people had. You know, we think the income tax we pay every year do people understand that when the income tax was sold to Americans in 1913, it was with the promise that, oh, yes, this income tax will only apply to the rich. Right, and only for the war, right? Okay. And only for the war, right? Well, you pay more than a third of your income now in, in federal income tax, if you're an average working American. Right. Uh, so it did wind up applying to you. And all the things that they say will only apply to the rich in this tax bill. You see, the thing is, they, they keep messing up the money. They keep debasing the money. And what that means is, for example, that what cost you a dollar in 1971 when Nixon ended the last vestige of the gold standard in the U.S. now cost about six dollars. 
So right. these cost you six times more than they did only in 1971. As they do that, more and more people are moved into higher and higher tax brackets. Right. Eventually, you will be making a million dollars a year. It won't have much buying power, but it will suddenly be subject to this tax leveled only at the rich of 60%. That's one of the ways they play this game. And so I would not be at all sanguine about what they're doing now. Well, here's what I suspect. This bill, looking at the real meat and bones on it, looks to me like they know they can only rearrange the deck chairs. Now, if they get 60 votes in the Senate, they can overcome this rule that's the reconciliation rule that they can only do uh, $1.5 trillion and actually have to make it, quote, revenue neutral, right? And, but they, and we'll, they only we'll, have 52 votes sitting there. Right. So my, my guess is, though, if Trump manages to get enough votes um, in the 2018 midterm elections, he could have 60 points. But to be honest with you, this tax bill needs to die. I have a feeling that there's going to be a number number of Republicans are going to put a, a death spiral on it because when they start actually going through the calculations and looking at the tax deductions and loopholes that are gone, especially for high tax states, they're going to say this is this is going to kill Republicans in high tax states their future political life. Yeah, but uh, most tax states are Democrat states anyway. By the way, if you want to see, but, uh, but if there's Republicans in those states. Those Republican congressmen and congresswomen uh, are going to get clobbered. Well, if they want to uh, maintain the environment they have now and reward Democrat-run states, they probably aren't really Republicans to begin with. Even though the Republican Party used to be the progressive party, and the Democrats long ago used to be the conservative small government party. That's how the musical chair game plays. Musical chair, that's funny. The conservative party is today's liberal party. Anyway, Craig Smith and I did a book, the R7, which Ah. explains a lot of this, called Money, Morality, and the Machine, that we've been discussing today. And any one of your listeners, Dr. Bill, can get this book absolutely free and postpaid. It will not cost you a penny. 250-page book. Craig, you see every week on with Neil Cavuto on Fox Business. Right. To get the book, just call a toll-free number, 800-630-1492. That's 1-800-630-1492. Now, why do the millennials... Oh, by the way, two other things. Uh, I have noticed that one of the most famous investment advisors in the United States... You see him on on all these business shows and so on. Uh, Used to tell people what stocks and bonds to buy and how much gold to buy. Guess what he's peddling now? He sells two things. Number one, I mean, it's just surreal, almost beyond imagining. Uh, He is selling people Bitcoin. Right. Now, Bitcoin may be amazing, but... Not only does it have various political problems that cause it to go up and down like a yo-yo, right? And it is so volatile that you really don't want to trust well, your life savings being well, there. Bitcoin. I, I, I've talked to people who are on Bitcoin, and it's gone up so much. You know, they're, the leverage inside the economy and the currencies are not stable. I think 2018 is going to be a messy year. I call it blood in the, in the yard year where the currency is going to blow up. Now, especially with his tax guarantee, bill. And to guarantee this even more, Dr. Bill, the other thing this famous investment advisor is now pushing is marijuana industries. Oh, my. 
how to invest in different dope companies. My, now, what's my, my. the problem with that? Well, certain states have legalized marijuana, but the federal government has not legalized marijuana. If, if the federal government could crack down and make all those companies utterly worthless tomorrow, if it chose. But this will not bother the millennials, because as we said here on this show before, Home Depot puts out videotapes to show about their home. So videotapes to show them how to use a hammer and how to use a tape measure. Oh my. Those are the people who briefly are all for the left. My. The generation coming up behind them is much more conservative and thoughtful. That's true, isn't it? The millennials are illiberal. The, the, the post-millennial generation is much more conservative. So they can see... Millennials think communism is a good idea, according yeah, to Cole. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's craziness. Amazing discussion today, Lowell. Thank you. And uh, back tomorrow, Carapar University. John Spring will be back with some major revelations we're going to talk about to get the Venezuela missile crisis to follow the Cuban missile crisis. We use a whistleblower. Sometimes life can be a pain. Your sleep, a catalyst to improve your brain chemistry. Dr. Bill's Cognition Plus is truly the smarter-in-an-hour pill. A combination of amino acids, trace minerals, and B vitamins, Cognition Plus is made with specialized herbal extracts that will enhance and support brain function. Our customers say, I feel more focused. My memory's getting better. I can work longer with more useful hours. Power up your neurotransmitters that have been depleted, like dopamine and norepinephrine. Simulate the release of others, like serotonin and oxytocin. Improve circulation and energy production. Protect your mind and your loved ones today. Order Dr. Bill Deagle's Cognition Plus at 888-212-8871 or go online to NutriMedical.com. That's 888-212-8871 or NutriMedical.com. And listen to the NutriMedical Report on the Genesis Radio Network with open lines every weekday. NutriMedical.com, bringing nutrition and medicine together.